Hey church, so glad to be with you again. Uh, we are continuing our Multiply Faith Conversation series where we are talking about deconstructing religion, reconstructing relationship, and today our theme, our sub-theme is deconstructing culture and reconstructing community. We just went through an entire series, actually, Embracing Exile, where um, we talked about culture a lot and how culture has info, certain cultural elements of the world have, have infiltrated the church, and there's certain traditional Christian culture that we just need to get rid of, right? And so we went through a whole series on that. You can go listen to that series if you want to hear more about what that looks like. I think the last thing I talked about was escapism and... Um, that cultural uh, dynamic. Uh, but today, uh, again, this series is, is uh, we mined this series from our church, from you, from our people. And these are your questions. These are your topics that you're thinking about, that you're dealing with, that you're wondering about. And we're going to try to hit these a lot better than we did in the first, in the first session where it was with Adam and I and we just talked. You... <laughs> Yeah, you, you talk. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be slower to speak and uh, <laughs> just put the mic down. Reduce, <laughs> reduce um, my uh, yeah my speech in this one because I really want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Um, I want our people to hear from you guys because we're dealing with some pretty big topics now uh, because we're talking about culture. Uh, we're talking about topics that are hot button topics mm -hmm. yeah. that are polarizing issues. Actually, a lot of these are, are going to be polarizing throughout the series. But this one in particular, this entire uh, session today is, is going to be that way. And, um, and this move here, guys, deconstructing culture, because it tends to polarize. It ten culture tends to, even though culture can unite our culture today tends to isolate mm. yeah. it tends to say well you're on that side i'm on this side it's black and white and if you're gonna believe that if you're gonna talk about that if you're gonna do that don't even come over here yeah like, i don't even want to talk to you right and guys that sounds harsh that sounds um um i don't know uh like extreme that is our culture today. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know people who've actually had people say that to them. That happens in the church. And we want to empower and equip you in gentleness and respect mm -hmm. to have conversations. Mm -hmm. And again, it's going to be, yes, it's safer here with Daniel and Jamie and myself um, uh, to have this conversation here. But it's a starting place for you mm -hmm. to hopefully have a safe space to talk about these things. So that you know our church is that safe space. Your R3s are our safe space to do that. Um, and you can explore these questions. So sweet. without further ado, let's, do it. let's jump in. We're going to talk about social media yeah. to begin. Yes. Yes. Um, not, not too relevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Social, social media. Um, it is, uh, it's so, 
I mean, you might think, well, it's not that polarizing because we have a young church. So everyone's yeah. on social media. Not everyone, um, but a lot of people are. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, and it, we can't we can't say that it has not affected anything. Right. So let's talk about that, first yeah. of all. How has social media, just in general, or even you specifically, how has it affected communication? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think uh, a, a lot of us have become more, uh, either we like to hide behind our platforms, Ooh. right? Or we want to project and we want to say yeah. something and we want to, you know, be on top, but then we don't want to, um, maybe we, we're not uh, ready with the consequences of what we're saying. Um, yeah. And so there's a lot of that happening, I think, that's affected the way we communicate. Because it's like fake life, we don't even see the consequences. Sometimes, yeah, right? yeah, or it's yeah, like that's the thing not too. the real world. So like someone else's response is as much of a consequence as you. Yeah, but you're like, yeah, I'm never gonna see that <laughs> yeah. person, yeah. or boom, unfollow, and ghost them. Yes, yeah, which yeah. is huge, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I think ghosting has become this huge thing. Like, uh, like people just aren't facing things anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of I don't know that. That's really unfortunate. I think we've lost respect almost. Authenticity is a huge yeah. one. Like you mentioned, like how many times have even us or for you watching where you're sending a message or a text message or an email and you sit there for a few minutes editing, trying to make it look good, trying to maybe mm. sound a certain way. Um, and and it's tough because you can't do that in real life. You have to face the consequences of what you say. You can't just backspace stuff, right? And so there's a... It's, yeah, it's, it's easy to be... Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, exactly, right? And so... Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You have those people, though, who text you, like, one word at a time. Because <laughs> exactly. they're actually just thinking as they're... That's yeah. me. That's me, guys. No, just send me one text, please. <laughs> just send me I, just, I either do it, like, I go and give you a book or I give you, like, five, one, <laughs> one word at that a time. That is, you are, you are on both ends of the <laughs> spectrum <am>. there. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I think um, another thing with social media, for me personally, I, I've... I think what's been good about it is it's caused me to think a lot about like being authentic and being true to myself and then being comfortable with like uh, like being the same on a public platform as I am in person. Mm, and good. I think that's really important. Like um, if you're going to have a public platform, let it be authentic, let it be real. Um, but then at the same time, being careful not to because I, I think for a while I was like, am I doing this for attention? Like, you yeah. know, yes. I think that's another. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. Like, were you, are you asking or, or I don't do it for attention. Yeah. <laughs> but that is where yeah. so many people are getting their attention. Whether, yeah. And whether they think that consciously or cognizantly or not, that is because you get this, uh, this like, endorphin dopamine rush from a like or you know a comment on your on your on your um post yeah and and even if you aren't doing it for attention there's that residual attention garnering 
effect, yes. right? Yeah, that keeps you in it. Yeah, I like yeah. that that validation, right? Yes, like oh, validate me, validate me. I saw something where someone said that, like, where you're just posting and then you you're having validation time, like you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, did they like me, my me, life? Me, did me, they me. like my post? Oh, you know? Yeah, this person that I don't actually remember who that is. Do they like me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um. And it's the instant, the instant gratification, right? Totally. You post something and totally. you're, how many times have you posted something and you check it five seconds later just to see if somebody liked it, right? Yeah. That's, that's oh, probably man. a sign of something going on in your heart, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, totally all those things I, I agree with. Yeah. I mean, the platforms, guys, are um, inherently narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to fight to not be narcissistic yes yes yeah uh this like essentially you have in your account you have to not post about anything about yourself to not be (laughs) to not fall into that (laughs) or be or stumble into that yeah so how have you seen that play out in our culture have you seen that play out in your experience um yeah talk talk that bit because that's a huge, there's been a huge uptick in narcissism with yeah. psychologists and, and therapists and people they're talking yeah. to. Um, social media has a big part to play in that. And you might say to yourself, well, I'm not that way because I think poorly about myself or I don't think mm-hmm. about myself. But, but to be a narcissist, you don't have to think, you don't have to be arrogant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, right. why don't you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think when you have a platform that's focused, supposed to be a brand of yourself, Oh yeah. I think right. you're naturally going to be a narcissist. I think it's just it's just leading you in that direction. Um I think I would say though like if you are uh and this is why it's like a, a love-hate relationship. I think with social media if you are content like if you're focused on creating content to benefit other people and like you're thinking about your community, thinking about, you know, the how to add to a conversation and yeah. not make it about yourself, I think then you do have the potential to use your social media platform wisely, but I think it's a battle. I think it's a battle. Because even for churches or organizations or companies, but even for churches, it's a battle. Yeah. Right? Look at look at our church and look at what we're doing and look at this and, and how right, do you, yeah. you know, trying to figure out how to balance um, exactly what you said how do we do this for the benefit of others and to yeah. push the mission of god forward rather than say hey look at what we're doing over here yeah. so you can so you can like what we're doing and and be excited about that thing yeah yeah, yeah. i found what's uh at least one practical thing that's been helpful for me as because i don't i don't post too much or maybe even at all on social media but if i do post something i kind of take a moment to do a heart check like why am i posting this is it because I'm trying to get validation because it's self-seeking. Like my motives are just for myself. That's a great practical. Something yeah. just, and really quick. And you'll either find like, oh shoot, I'm doing this because I'm bored or because I'm for myself or I'm actually doing this to benefit other people, right? So just like that quick moment to think, uh, to think through it can really do so much, right? And yeah. so I would just share that. Yeah, that's really good. There's a great book for you guys out there that <clears throat> Dan and I have read. We've, we've taken some youth leaders through it. Um, uh, called Reclaiming Conversation yeah. by Sherry Turkle. And she was, I can't remember, she's at one of the I- Ivy League schools, Harvard or, yeah, or something, yeah. or MIT. Harvard. She was at before too. Um, it's, not a, it's not a Christian book. It's a yeah. secular book. It was a bestseller, I think. Uh, I don't know. We, Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's so 
good yeah. about uh, how your brain is uh, just forming because of, we're talking about social media right now, but just technology yeah. in general, mm-hmm. right? And all of us are in that now full on. Um, and uh, and just how technology has shaped us and and how it continues to. And, and so even when you're talking about television or movies yeah. or music or... Uh, your phone or tablets like I don't care what your what your device is um, you know the the medium of social media and all that comes or sorry the, the social media actually yeah the medium of social media comes through all those devices mm-hmm. um, I mean you I'm sure some of you guys have had this experience I'm sure you guys have seen this I've seen a couple out on a date and they both, it was a two-person table, they both sat down at the table and then pulled out their phones right away. Yeah. And just looking at their phones. Yeah. And I'm like... It's so sad. Yeah. It is, yeah. Are they just like tweeting back and forth to each other? <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, it's so sad. Or I've seen a whole family out and yeah. they've been in a restaurant yeah. and all they see is the glow of each of their iPads in their face. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why'd you even go out? Yeah, like, exactly. Um, and and so different practical things like right. the heart check or i mean even rules if you're a family saying hey we're not going to have devices after 6 p.m yeah mm-hmm. um or or at the dinner table at, at least yeah, yeah um but like i put my phone away i'm gonna be with my children yeah. and my wife um and you can text me after that you can shoot me a message but i'm not I'm rarely going to respond unless I'm waiting for, for something, right? Yeah. Um, at certain times. Or on Sabbath. Like yeah. I, I don't yeah. even look at my phone on Sabbath. So if you're wondering why on a Saturday you don't <laughs> hear back from me, that's, that's why. Um, so, um, yeah, there's different things. And, and so with social media, let's finish up this conversation with what are some practicals like what, what you said, Daniel, that you can take in a social media yeah. to to fight against the narcissistic, the narcissistic tendencies or, <laughs> I mean, just the fake world of it. Yeah, what are some other practicals you guys think? Yeah, <clears throat> I think like um, being just mindful of why you have social media is key. Like, yeah. are you on it just because everyone else is on it? Is that really a good reason? And I think being mindful of like how you use social media because I do think it could be a good use if, you're taking in certain types of content that is helpful for you, uh, conversations that you want to add to. Um, and I think so it's just being mindful and aware uh, and also just being really aware of what it can do to you yeah. um, and start noticing your habits. You know, like, is your phone the first thing you grab in the morning and is it Instagram that you pop up? and? That happened to me a couple of years ago, and so I took a break from it. And so I think it's just good to. Now she's full on back. I'm she's full, full on back. back. No. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> she's back. She's I, back. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but I think I think uh, it, it helped me um, reevaluate even like why am I coming back first of all, yeah. and what am I? What's going to be different this time around? Is it going to be different? And I think yeah. asking those questions is huge. Yeah. Yeah, that <clears throat> I mean, that's exactly what you're saying with your practical. Um, and I love the mindfulness of it because think about it. If you're mindful and aware of it, you won't just get caught up in the feed and forget why you came on there in the first yeah. place. Yep. And then 10 minutes later, you're on this and you're like, shoot, 
What did I get wrong? <laughs> was I supposed to message? Um, yeah. So I actually never look at the feed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you should do that as a practical. That's just me. One, I don't care. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you want to share something with me, well, let's have a real relationship. Like you can share it with me. And I get it, guys. I know I sound like a dinosaur. Like, because real <laughs> relationship can happen on social media. And, and we're, we're trying to do that with the church of social media and, yeah. and things like that. But, but nothing replaces face to face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, and I just don't want it to be a distraction for me. So yeah. I never look at it. And yeah. people always say all the time, they're like, hey, did you see my, th-? and I'm like, no, <laughs> why don't you tell me about it? Yeah. You know, um, I didn't see that. You know, you know what? I'm not spending my day looking at your life yeah. and what you're doing. But if you want to share with me, yeah. want to live it together, let's do it. Yeah, you want right. to be a part of their life, not just look at it from a screen. Yeah, I don't want to be a voyeur, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I want to be peeping on your life. Yeah. Like, just, just share it with me. Let's yeah. live life together. Yeah. And that isn't quite that. And yeah. we've replaced that um, for community. And that's why we want to say, how do we deconstruct culture and reconstruct true community? Yeah. And you see all these ads for Facebook. Guys, even Visa has an ad out there. That we're a community. And I'm like, man, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, they said, we're not a credit card company. We're a community. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm sold here. Let me if sign up. If we're a community, <laughs> no. stop charging me 25% interest yeah. or whatever it is, right? <laughs> that's um, funny. That's why I don't even use them. So, <laughs> um, well, actually, so here's the thing with social media. We'll finish on this. Um, social media is a tool. And I love how you said that. Um, we can use social media for good. Uh, but so many of us have become the tool. And <laughs> <laughs> are we using social media or is social media using us, right? Yeah. 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 And so same thing with the credit cards. Like, I'm not going to let them use me. I'm going to use them yeah. for points and things like that. Free trips. Um, but for free trips, <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, same thing with social media. How do we use it for, for yeah. good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on because we have a lot to get 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 uh, into Let's today. The next topic we're going to deal with is LGBTQ plus and, and how do we as a church, because mm. guys, I know there's tons of questions surrounding so many of these topics. Uh, again, I said this last, last week, what we want to do for you is equip and empower you to think on your own about these, not for us to tell you what to believe mm. yeah. um, necessarily, but to help you have a framework to understand these issues in a more Jesus mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we can get into the nitty gritty of talking about what the church beliefs are, how the church should think, what does the Bible say about LGBTQ stuff, all that. You can go find all that stuff online, uh, not at our church, because <laughs> I'm not going to fall in the trap yeah. of talking about that publicly. Um, but you can read books on it. There's tons of really good books on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things like that. What we're going to talk about right now is here's the reality. LGBTQ, what, whatever your group is, but we're talking about LGBTQ plus now um, because here's the reality. This, uh, this segment of society, the church has considered an enemy mm. or an opponent yeah. or an adversary to what, what we want. Uh, what we're trying to live in the in the in the in the direction we're trying to go, guys. When we do that, we've isolated them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, 
we do this with Muslims. We do this with, uh, you know, the church when I was going up, did this with divorced people. Mm-hmm. You know, you do this with um, those who, I mean, name your group. All, yeah, right? all yeah. types of people. Um, and so the reality is we've burned the bridge to even have a voice with those who um, are potentially far from God. Yeah. Uh, who don't know Jesus, right? And, and, um, and, Hear me again. I'm not saying all LGBTQBT. <laughs> I want to get my acronym right. I'm not saying all LGBTQ. Why am I Q plus? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that entire group mm. doesn't understand Jesus. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's people there who are far from Jesus and they don't want any part of right. Yeah, that's our Jesus. Yeah, because we've completely burned the bridge. Yeah, and. Our church isn't like that, but we're part of this Western church tradition that has been that. Um, and, and our church specifically, uh, isn't, isn't like that because we don't say, we don't take this stance where we're like, you know, preaching sin and condemnation and judgment. Right. Um, we take the stance of Jesus. Like, how do we love? How do yeah. we go to those who are hurting, go to those who are in need? And again, specifically right now, we're talking about the LGBTQ plus <laughs> community. Um, keep on stumbling on the cue. I don't know. Like, <laughs> as it comes out of my mouth. Um, uh, and, 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 and so how do we as a church, as our church specifically, local church, but the church in general, how do we now start rebuilding that bridge how do we start um yeah how do we how do we now make some pathways so that conversations can can happen again yeah yeah i think the the first thing i would say is and this is like just a reality i think is that that we forget sometimes is that these are real people they're people with dreams with passions there are people there are brothers there are sisters there are people in our lives and um i think the the more we talk about um any group of any communities as as a topic the less we're building that bridge we make it more us versus them you know this is a topic this is a an opinion that i have um and with anything like that burns bridges and you know we need to be in a position where we're humble enough to say like hey like i don't know you i want to know you i want to get to know you let's be friends let's get to know each other and like learn these beautiful people that we can learn so much from. Um, and I think that's the first thing is, is for me is to just start to see that these are my friends. These are people that I love. Yeah, we do. And I talked about this at the end of last session, we do a really poor job because we're, I guess we're just inclined this way as humans. Uh, we do a really poor job of labeling people and then attributing everything that comes along with that label to that person yes Mm. yeah right so and we do this with race we do it with sexuality we do it with yeah um nationality i mean (laughs) being american and and moving to canada uh and when people find out i'm american i get so (laughs) many comments 
like and they just think i'm a certain way of them they and they don't they don't seek to understand yeah. me as a person they don't know that yes i'm american but i grew up around the world i have an immigrant mom yeah, yeah. you know like things like that that make me a little different than your stereotypical average american that yeah. you have pictured in your mind yeah. and we do that with all groups and all communities and so yeah that's that's a big issue with labels yeah and i would, I would just add to that like you have these stigmas acquainted with uh these different groups and if you don't have these conversations or treat them with people uh with with dignity and respect as human beings uh and, and you don't make time or effort to do that you tend to believe those stigmas or those stereotypes even more like they get solidified over time right mm. so just having like the whole you're from america like oh my gosh like and there's a big deal over that but take five minutes to to talk to you that would change that would change in that in that moment just somebody getting to know your your story your background things like that and so those conversations are are important uh to have right and so yeah i love that point yeah yeah <clears throat> um i'm gonna give you guys a quote uh if you can tell me which sitcom Uh-oh. this quote is from i'll be super impressed <laughs> um but i heard this quote when i was a kid and it stuck with me and it's from a sitcom and it stuck with me my entire life um I'm not, I'm not gonna that get it. <laughs> you said kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i was in diapers yeah, actually, I don't even know if this may not have been available in Canada. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, I might have a chance because I lived in the States so, for a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, the quote is, ignorance is a breeding ground for prejudice. Mm. And that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're just ignorant and you don't know and you don't seek to understand, yeah. then what just feeds into your, your prejudice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just this endless vicious cycle yeah. of, you being further and further entrenched and if you're on social media well game over just the say, algorithm yeah. just got you even worse yeah yeah, yeah. google stuff or yep, yeah google yeah you are now firmly entrenched as yeah. deep as you can go exactly. right into yeah. your prejudice yeah. yeah oof yeah yeah that quote is it from days of our lives <laughs> Yeah. I'll share because then you're probably wondering and um, you're probably searching it up right now and you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Home Improvement. You guys get that? No oh, way. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Show. It was from Wilson, the, the, the guy on the fence. Uh, He's like, yeah. Because yeah. um, he was always the words of wisdom, right? Yeah. On the show. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're seeing that just being like, oh, man. And yeah. I've just remembered that since then. Yeah. Um, I don't know who he's quoting. He always says who he's quoting, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. So. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any any other thoughts on on your experience? Like, like let's talk about this before we move on. Um, what has your personal experience been with LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. individuals as you've sought to understand and um, and just be friends and be humans and be in yeah. relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me. Uh, some of the most important people in my life are uh, identified as LGBTQ+. And so I have, um, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And I think to say that, uh, that, you know, I do believe that I have something to offer and, but it's definitely an exchange. And I think that's, that's the wonderful thing. And I think if we, uh, as Christians, 
come to the table thinking that we know it all um, and that we can't learn anything from anyone else, mm. then we're, we're losing a, a battle, I think. Um, but I think if we come to it and we're humble and we're open and we can learn just as much. Um, and so I think like from my life, I've benefited a lot from um, just being open to learn and to, to love and get to know people. Um, and yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that um, my life has benefited from being in a position of like, teach me, show me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Daniel? Yeah, I think I like growing up in the church, we've like the universal church, right? We've almost uh, and you talked about kind of burning bridges in the beginning, like we've almost made it like the cardinal sin. Right. And you see so many, unfortunately, which is like heartbreaking uh, street preachers, basically just like yelling at people saying, like, if you're this or that, like you're going straight to hell. And that's just not beneficial, right? And mm-hmm. so for me, same thing with Jamie, just, and we do have gay friends and things like that. Like we just getting to know them, hearing their stories, talking to them and not treating them as, as something different, right? They're just human beings, right? That, yeah. yeah. And so that's something that's been really helpful. Again, compassion, gentleness, kindness, yeah. uh, and openness. Uh, not not thinking that like hey we know everything or all these stigmas are there that we're gonna place on you but just giving people a voice basically right so i also think the the more present you are Mm. and the more like the more yourself you are and not hiding jesus and just being completely open they actually will start to ask you what do you think as someone who yeah. follows Jesus, yeah. as someone who have these values, what do you think? How and and then you get to speak into their lives and you get to speak biblical truth and it it transforms their lives because it's the truth, right? And it transforms your relationship. And so I think the more we are ourselves and authentic and totally unabashedly proud of Jesus and everything, mm-hmm. I think um, we create opportunities for the bridge to be built again. Yeah, yeah it's <clears throat> it's love, right? It's, yeah. it's genuine love, care for the other, mm-hmm. for someone else who is not like you. And, and and this is with anybody not like you, guys. You can take these principles and apply it to any yeah. situation. Yeah, you're atheist, you're agnostic, you're you're uh your muslim friends who are in a different religion your buddhist friend you know like um and and so these we're trying to give you some principles here not necessarily to figure out all your beliefs on this Mm -hmm. but to move forward in the love of jesus and you see that with jesus it's his example yeah like jesus doesn't go to the prostitute and say hey first do you believe that i am this and and are you going to join the church and you know all these yeah. things he goes to her in her need and and he ministers to her and he has a relationship mm-hmm. and yeah. and so when someone asks me and maybe this will help you when someone asks me about my beliefs and i have and gay friends have asked me about this like what do you believe as a church or what do you believe as an individual mm-hmm. like you're a pastor what do you think and and you know things like that um i always go back to our mission statement. Mm, yeah. 
I always say, look, and no matter, I mean, LGBTQ or, or anything, it's all about identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's like, I'm not, I'm never going to be able to force somebody and I don't want to, but I'm not, because God doesn't do this. I'm not going to force them to believe certain beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust that if they want to pursue Christ alongside me or with me or, you know, on their own, um, that Jesus is going to do his work through the spirit yeah. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have to worry about the intricacies of their life. I mean, guys, we are missionaries in an exilic culture. Yeah. We're in exile. And when missionaries went into Africa, the uh, they didn't break up all the polygamous marriages right away. Yeah. Because you have kids that get tankered. You have an economy of family there. It's like, what are we just going to, well, some of them broke them all up, but that wasn't the right way because yeah. you have an economy there and, and you're creating one sin because you said that this was the carnal sin. So now it's like, nope, you're not taking care of your children and your family. Like, and so they try to work all of it out sometimes and forced it and it created havoc. Yeah. And when they didn't, it actually created beautiful identity in Christ and new structures were were built mm-hmm. um and jesus has a statement in in the in the scriptures where he talks about the old and the new coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and the pharisees are so stuck on the old and he's like no 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 yeah. the kingdom's bringing new and and um it doesn't mean we we change our core beliefs guys um but there's a we have to have a new way a different way to rebuild this bridge so that people who are far from god have a chance of putting their identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, he's going to change you, not me. Yeah. Um, and, and he's going to make you more like him. We have a problem with saying, uh, with saying sometimes, well, Jesus is this way. Yeah. And so many people who do that don't understand the Jesus here. So, Mm -hmm. um, we can be, yeah. Anyways, Go to the theology one if you want to hear more about that. <laughs> Let's talk about marijuana. Okay. Uh, we've had some questions about marijuana uh, because here in Canada, it's legalized mm-hmm. and it's becoming more so in the States as well. I think I just saw New York legalized it. And and so it's becoming more and more uh, pervasive in the States in terms of legalization. Um, but it's still kind of, especially for the Christian, it's like, and if you have children, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you're, if you have children in a certain age where you grew up where marijuana was not legal, where it was illegal and it caused issues, <laughs> yeah. um, and you're like, oh, now I, now I have kids and they're going to grow up in this society where it's legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How should I view marijuana? Mm-hmm. Is it just like smoking cigarettes? Is it, well, that's tobacco. That's a plant. That's a plant. Like... Is it, and you can make the argument that <laughs> marijuana is uh, uh, less harmful on your body than, yeah. than tobacco is actually. Yeah. Um, and so now that's widely accepted um, for the non-Christian. I mean, for most Christians, I would say, we would say smoking tobacco is not the most beneficial thing for <laughs> right. your body. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people would call it sin. Some, someone in it depends how you interpret that verse on your body being the temple, but um that means me eating cheetos is probably sin <laughs> yeah uh, by the way you still have oh shit you got some <laughs> i got my cheeto mustache oh uh, so um but then again when you talk about drugs yeah cheetos aren't a drug right 
there's certain the thing that makes a drug a drug is when it passes this membrane mm. in your brain where it affects the way you think and affects it affects your mood it affects different things it's mind so, altering it's it's psychoactive yeah like right. nicotine or marijuana things like right. that right um yeah and and so uh we've got some questions like how should i view marijuana how about how about other addictive substances how should we view that i mean yeah. do we throw coffee in the mix there right yeah. right uh i would <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just offended everybody i just offended everybody except ariel i think, <laughs> yeah, he's, I think him and i are on the same page uh, <laughs> there. um but uh yeah like i mean yeah. that that's also drugs that crosses the membrane when you talk about caffeine i mean exactly, not just coffee yeah. but uh, what else? Like soda has caffeine or right, pop. Yeah. Sorry about that. Pop. Coke. Um, here in Canada. Um, do you guys say pop or soda? Uh, pop? pop, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Soda. That's my mom's name. So just get confused. Oh, true. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. Uh, so how, how should we view marijuana? You guys talked to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. How should we how should yeah. we view just like d addictive substances in general? But let's talk about marijuana specifically first. Yeah. Can, you know first? Uh, I just first want to say that addiction is yeah. is hard. Um mm. and I I don't think um there's like I I, I think I want to be uh, able to say like if you're going through a lot like it's 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 a lot it's a lot to handle and i think addiction is is difficult to deal with um and so that's a i think that's the the main thing is addiction i think that's my concern is if you get addicted to the substance and these are addictive substances um specifically marijuana and um, just real quick i know what some of you're probably thinking you're like well marijuana is not addictive and there's an argument out there for it's not how it's not addictive and things like that or or with coffee i've had people say this to me uh multiple people it say this addictive. to me that well i could stop whenever i'm like well yeah but then when you have had a headache for five days straight yeah. you're gonna go yeah. back to it yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and it's hard to stop something cold turkey yeah right yeah, like totally. um people can do it don't get me wrong my dad quit smoking cigarettes cold turkey wow. um but he got sick yeah and he was like yeah. i don't want this anymore yeah withdrawal right? and stuff like that too and uh and so anyways um yeah keep on yeah just and wanted I, to address that other yeah, side like, yeah oh i'm not addicted yeah you know, i think i think what i'm trying to say is i think with anything that causes you uh to like lose self-control and lose uh we were talking about this like having a sober mind i think that's like really hard um and i i think as a church we are open to talk about it to talk you through it to be mm -hmm. there for you um and so we're not condemning um and i think that should be said from from the forefront um but i do think uh th this is why we need to talk about it is because um, it could be really hard on once you get in and it's really hard to get out just like any mm. anything yeah. yeah i like i like how you brought in sober-minded and how can we and that's all over the scriptures right yeah, yeah. just preached a whole series on it mm. paul i mean peter hammers at home so how can we do that when we have a substance in us yeah, yeah. your and mind is altered there 
again, an argument can be made. Well, that's what makes me so reminded when I've had my coffee in the morning right. or yeah. when I'm more relaxed and can think when I've, when I've um, smoked a doobie. Do people say it like that? Doobie, doobie. 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 wacky tobacco. Doobie, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the, year the is this? I know. I know, I know. <laughs> 1990. Though. 1990, yes. Um, so, yeah, well, Daniel, why don't you speak to some of yeah. s- some more of that, maybe some theological principles in there, too. Uh, yeah, so we were, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and again, just, uh, at least for me, just, you know, Scripture talks about being sober-minded, and so, uh, and this, this is what I think, this is what I've wrestled through, this doesn't have to be what, uh, what you have to believe, um, but for me personally, it's... So uh, wait, and this is coming from yeah. somebody who... Yes, who's, <laughs> I've, I've smoked marijuana before. Uh, all my friends smoked marijuana growing up. I will not name names, but uh, <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in that culture where it wasn't legal, and literally every single day this would be happening, right? And that was for years and years. So I'm not just speaking outside of this with no experience, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so for me, just like health is important for me, being sober-minded. What the scriptures speak on that, mm-hmm. and so because I realize that uh, marijuana is a psychoactive drug it it alters the mind uh for me i i want to be sober-minded i want to be able to 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 uh think straight and cohesively and uh and and a lot of people they go to these things often for stress relief or anxiety or things like that right and that doesn't necessarily have to be your first move although i i understand because i i went through that as well but there's things like community uh, fellowship where you can talk with people to, right. to, to work through those things, right? Instead of going to uh, possibly like a, a band-aid solution, right? And so... Yeah. That's so good because yeah. all that is is it's masking or covering up the root problem. Exactly. And that's why we keep on saying deconstructing culture, reconstructing community because yeah. the true one another lifestyle uh, with other believers uh followers of jesus with um the in, in trinity life like the trinitarian life you know you're inserted into this life where you're full of the spirit in perfect communion jesus made peace between you and the father there's no substitute for that life yeah, yeah. and and the root cause is you're not experiencing the abundant life so mm-hmm. you feel like you have to go to these things yeah. you feel like you need coffee to keep going no you need to reprioritize your schedule so you don't need coffee Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like, and you could say why well, I, I just like the flavor. Well, sure, drink decaf. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I mean, yeah, there's really good decaf, guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, or or uh, you know, you go to this to to relax. I mean, we can throw alcohol into here too yeah. as a depressant yeah. to relax. Right. And and guys, these things are like you open us up with. It's just so dangerous. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. and none of us would say we'll throw them all out and and and. <laughs> Uh, marijuana uh, <laughs> I think I would say um, I guys I've tried to make an argument for marijuana that's biblical uh, and that coheres with the with following Jesus mm-hmm. and I just can't yeah. um, and now if you have one feel free to give it um, but I think you gotta jump through a lot of hoops I think you gotta go uh, you know all around the the bush to get to the the, <laughs> yeah. the thing um and still you're like yeah i mean i could yeah. see your argument there but um essentially i'm want to strip and i love what 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish strip. I don't just want to strip. I want to <laughs> strip my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> um, uh, what Daniel was saying is, I want to strip my life of everything that could possibly cause me to be dependent on. Yeah. Aside from Christ oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And do you want yeah. that? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. So guys, that's food. Like. I eat one meal a day. Now, that came from uh, not really health reasons, not really spiritual reasons. That came from um, just my work schedule and and my lifestyle back then where it just kind of happened that way and my body got used to it. But uh, as I've grown, my metabolism has slowed. As I've gotten older, I want to eat more. Like... uh, (laughs) But I still stick to one meal a day, even though I'm hungry a lot of the day now, um, because I don't want to be dependent on on the, on this bread. I want to be dependent on the bread of life. I want to, like Jesus says, um, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when I experience hunger, I want to remember my physical, not just spiritual mm. dependence, my physical dependence on God, mm. on Jesus. And I want that throughout my day. I don't want to just go to the pantry or go to the the convenience store, or go to the restaurant and get food because I can. Yeah. I want to be dependent fully and solely on God. And and so that's the question. I mean, do you do you want that? And you're like, "Well, why do I have to do that?" Well, you don't have to. But you're never going to experience the abundant life that Jesus wants you to experience. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing. You're just going to be experiencing your coffee, your marijuana, your alcohol. And and then if you can do that, then guys, just take coffee or marijuana. It's not that I don't drink coffee ever. Sometimes I do. I'll have a cappuccino or something. Um, uh, I got a funny story on that. That's what I was just thinking about. <laughs> um, but it's not something I need. Yeah. I think the question is like, are you able to live without it? Like, are you able to live without this for your day, for your week, and just really have Jesus be your everything. Cause I think at the end of the day, it's, is Jesus really our everything? And I, I, I really don't think for most of us it is. I don't, I think mm-hmm. we struggle with that. And the more we add to our lives that take us away from Jesus, the more, you know, the harder it is to make yeah. Jesus our full dependence. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say like, you have to make, you can't just, uh, compartmentalize Jesus in like certain areas you have to let him be Lord over everything so it's not like well I'm going to surrender these areas because it's easy and and convenient but my coffee or my my smoking weed or uh, whatever it is whatever addiction it's it's there like he can't be Lord over that right and so yeah there's a huge distinction there yeah first Corinthians 10 whether you eat or drink and whatever you do do it to the glory of God. And um, and I take that literally. Like yeah. I want to do all those things to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, um, you can redeem alcohol. Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. there's a social aspect to it. Um, uh, like smoking a cigar every now and then, uh, even though that's probably more detrimental to your body <laughs> and your lungs than yeah. a pack of cigarettes is in one cigar. Um, like, but there's another, there's like a, there can be a, um, uh, a redeemable aspect to it. Marijuana, I just can't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I just, 
Um, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I'm like, it boils down to, well, do I need to get there? Do I need to make an right. argument for marijuana in my life? Mm-hmm. No. Well, then I'm fine without it. Do I need to make an argument for alcohol in my life? No. Well, I'm fine without it. Right? And, and that's where you want to get to in your life because then you can um, actually experience more of the abundant life. I get enough secondhand smoke from my neighbors anyways. But <laughs> yeah. I'm buzzed most, <laughs> of, most of the time. <laughs> You're buzzed right now. No, That's why I eat Cheetos all the time. Yeah, Man. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to close it up, guys. We actually have one more topic that we may deal with later on in this series. Um, bring it back in. We don't have time for it today. Yeah. Or we may just do an entire series on it. That's probably more likely. We'll do something else on it. But we were going to talk about gender roles today because a lot of you guys have had questions on that. You know, how do we look at gender and gender roles? What does the Bible say about gender equality? Is equity and equality, are those, are those the same? What's the differences there? I mean, we can go on and on and talk about that. It would mm-hmm. take, yeah. we can do a whole, a whole hour on it. So um, we didn't get to it today, but stay tuned. We'll, yeah. we'll come back and do it some other time. Um, but we just hope that today we were able to give you some foundational principles mm-hmm. and tools to understand social media better, understand how to interact with people who are different from you, Mm -hmm. um, and how to actually seek to understand and build relationships, um, and then how to understand some of these addictive substances. In particular, we talked about marijuana today. So, um, Jamie, would you mind just blessing everybody and closing us out on that? Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we just want to thank you that you really are all we need, that you provide, that you give all of yourself to us and so that we can let go of everything and um, cling on to you. And so Jesus, teach us how to be humble, how to be more like you, how to love deeply, how to look like you, how to face every trial in our lives uh, without clinging to anything but you. You really are all all that we need. And so Jesus, I pray that this conversation has blessed people um, and has released people and that we would feel free to love deeply and love freely and reflect you um, and just make us look more like you, Jesus, in every way. And may you be honored by this conversation. May you be honored by our lives. Um, And may every person that we go to, when they look at us and talk to us and see us, may they see you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.